Your midweek extra source of all things Everton. Uh, I'm back here with Paul this week. Welcome, Paul. Hi, you mate. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, no worries. We got we got some good feedback last week, didn't we? With uh, extra show starting to go down well, so uh, we both retained our place in the side this week. Yeah, I enjoyed it last time, and we got loads of nice comments. People saying that they liked the midweek stuff and that they wanted to see more of it. So. Roll on, let's do it. Let's do it again, and hopefully people enjoy this one as much as they enjoyed last week's one. Yeah, definitely. Let's give them some more if, they, that's, if that's what they want. Definitely. So we got a we got three segments today. Anyway, uh, the first one will be uh, in conclusion. Chelsea nil, Everton nil. Uh, we'll be talking about the game and what we thought of it. Uh, the second segment will be Henry Onyekuru, future Everton star. We're going to be talking about the Nigerian winger who's on loan at Galatasaray and what we think of his prospects and his uh, his future at Everton if if he has one, of course. Um, and then thirdly, we'll be talking about um, we did a segment uh, last week. You may have seen called "Beers with the Blues," and this is a segment where Jerry and Max talked about. Um, well, Jerry was asking Max what um, to rate out of five, how much he'd want to go for a beer with each of the Everton squad. So we'll go through the squad, and Paul will give his take on it, and um, he'll let us know uh, what he thinks of the what he really thinks of the Blues anyway. And um, we'll be asking him some questions about uh, going down the pub with the Everton players. May it happen one day, we never know. We make it ourselves into a position where we get enough subscribers, so uh, yeah, tell your mates. But um, yeah, let's get on with today's show anyway. Um, so yeah, in conclusion, Chelsea in 11 0. I thought it was a good result, so yeah, we, we got a point out of it. It was obviously going to be a difficult game because Chelsea have been high flying this season under Starry, and um, I know they, they, they were very good in the country, but they, they just seem so much more tactically aware under Sarri and they're playing a completely different game but they all seem to have adapted to it and we managed to kind of tactically match them and Silva made his players so compact that we pressed them well we defended well and we pretty much marked their key players out of the game and um, we kept them quiet for most of the game anyway I know the second half was a little bit nervy at times when they had plenty of chances but I thought all in all we performed pretty well and um, we obviously had the debut the debut since um, Yeah, in there who performed really well among others. But um yeah, Paul managed to catch the game in Prague anyway. What do you think of the game? Um what you said, uh, basically. I thought we got our tactics spot on. We managed to stifle their most important players, Hazard and Jorginho and Morata, the players who can really hurt you in their team. We managed to keep them relatively quiet or they just we managed to make sure that they weren't able to really get on the ball and hurt us to any great extent. And I think it showed because they ended up getting frustrated and lashing in a few mad fouls and, you know, theatrically going over. We'll talk about that later on. <laughs> certain player who threw himself on the floor. Like you, as you said, I think it was just a really well-worked game plan. Everyone stuck to the task really well. And that sometimes doesn't happen when Everton go away to these big intimidating away grounds. We sort of stick to a plan for a little bit and then players just kind of get lost in their own heads and lose concentration and it ends up costing us. But it didn't happen in this game. I think everyone just really, really stayed switched on throughout the 90 minutes. Everyone did their job to a tee. I wouldn't say there was a single player who performed really, really badly. I think a few players had good games. A few players had below par games maybe. But yeah, no one was really 
no one really stuck out for being bad. So uh, a point down there and a clean sheet as well, that's a good result no matter how you look at it. We're the first team, I think, all calendar year to keep a clean sheet down at Stamford Bridge. A, a lot of really great teams have gone there over the past while and not managed to keep Chelsea out. Barcelona is one of them. Liverpool's another one. City, Arsenal, Tottenham. They've all gone to Stamford Bridge and not been able to keep a clean sheet. And we've just done it. So I think that's just further proof that things are slowly going forwards under Marco Silva. We are improving. We are going in the right direction. And yeah, as you said, I think it was something. To, it was a result to really feel positive about. Yeah, definitely. That that just confirms to me that we are better than Barcelona, Chelsea, Tottenham, and Liverpool. <laughs> clearly, as 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 you've just said, the stats back us up anyway. So we're we're clearly the best team in the world. But um, but no, we 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 did we defended really well and um. That's something that's become a characteristic of Marcus Silva's play in the last few weeks because when he was brought in, we thought he's going to be an attacking manager, which is what we needed after Sam Allardyce, but we weren't sure about his defensive capability as a manager. And he seems to have got it to a tee with these new incomings anyway because we were looking looking back last season with Jaggy Elkin and Williams, we were relying on those and we didn't really trust them. And now you're looking at a solid defence who leaks... Very little, if anything, at all. Uh, we've got choice in centre-backs. We've obviously got me and the came into the side because Zemo's ineligible. And we don't know who's going to play next week because... Uh, sorry, after the international break. Because either either of them, could any, any of the three could get on the team because they're all performing really well. And obviously Coleman's getting to getting to more on top of his game anyway. And Dina played really well as well. Shout out to Luca Dean, by the way, for liking our player ratings. But um, yeah, we're becoming quite defensively solid. So... Um, it's it's really good and um, obviously the defensive midfield as well of Andre Gomez and Idrissa Gaya forming a really solid partnership in midfield as well. I just I just found um, they didn't really have any key players. Like, we were talking about danger men, weren't we? Like in the last in the in the last um, segment we did, and they didn't really have any standout players. They they, they had they had a lot of uh, obviously Morata like the moan and stuff, but no one really stood out, and we managed to keep Eden Hazard quiet, which is very difficult and not many teams managed to do. How do you think we managed to do that? I think, going back to what we said, I think Silva got his tactics spot on. He's clearly done his homework and watched tapes of Chelsea to try and work out where all their creative flair comes from, how to stop them. And I think he got it spot on in the sense that he realised that their creative heartbeat is Jorginho in the centre of midfield. Everything flows through him. And if you can just shut him down, if you can get him frustrated, if you can keep him on the periphery of the game, then it it all trickles down. And it just if he's playing poorly, a lot of other players in the Chelsea team will play poorly as well because they're not getting the service from him. Hazard had a really quiet one, as you said, but that was because we didn't man-mark Hazard. I don't really think a player of his quality can be man-marked. We just stopped him getting the ball, the service to... We stopped the service to him. We closed down Jorginho, who couldn't get his head up and just have a minute to himself. He was completely stifled by Gay and Gomez. And players like... Hazard just couldn't get on the ball and work his magic uh, for any point. Morata wasn't getting the ball in and around the box, as as you said, and he ended up just getting frustrated and you know falling over and moaning to the referee and clutching at straws, basically just trying to buy a a, a goal or a decision from from anywhere because he wasn't getting any chances in the box, any clear cut chances. So I thought we played really well because we realised what Chelsea's biggest strength was, and we took that away from them. If you just Keep Jorginho quiet. So many other players that they have, your Maratas, your Hazards, your Williams, they'll just kind of 
what's the what's the word? They're kind of just retreating to their own heads and just trying to try and rely on just individual moments of magic. And it didn't it didn't come off for them. So kudos to Marco Silva. He clearly did his own work. He clearly watched a lot of old footage of Chelsea from this season, and he worked out a perfect way to completely isolate and stifle their creative mojo, Chelsea's heartbeat. And to be honest, I, we had one or two shaky moments in the last half an hour or so, but I I didn't at any point feel that a goal was coming, really. I, I thought we stuck to our job brilliantly and we looked fairly comfortable throughout. Yeah, I think we, we stopped them to source, didn't we, as you say, with Jorginho. And um, he was one among many of the Chelsea players who pretty much lost a rag because they were being stifled so much. They just lost it and they started being quite petty and dirty. Quite a few of them, not just Jorginho with his tackle on Sigurdsson, which he probably should have been sent off for, which we will discuss. But also, um, we had we had a few other incidents, like, um, well, there could have been several sending-offs and then there was uh, Murata going down diving in and around the box plenty of times, and then Fabregas picking up the picking up the magic spray and moving it forward for the free kick as well. I just saw the clip of that earlier. I thought, I'm gonna check that. That's he's trying to find a little loophole in the new rule, but that was ridiculous. But um, surely the referee got quite a few decisions wrong there. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think it was not the referee's best day, but I wouldn't go out of my way to say the referee was intimidated and he was deliberately just helping Chelsea out or helping us out vice versa I think I think he just lost his head I think, I think it was just too big an occasion for him he couldn't handle the Chelsea players stropping and moaning and complaining for everything he couldn't handle he, he, what's the word he couldn't he, he couldn't manage he couldn't actually manage the game that's that's the key word manage he couldn't keep everyone's tempers under control he couldn't make sure that the players knew that he's in charge and that his authority has to be respected it, it just he seemed like a it reminded me of just when their substitute teachers taking hold of a ruling class. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all these kids are just running around doing their own thing and he's just trying to survive, basically. He's just waiting for the end of the lesson uh, and so he, can li- so he can live to teach another day. So, Kevin Friend, he wasn't, wasn't any friend to us in the game. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he was a particularly friend of Chelsea because I don't really think, he, as I said, I don't really think he went out of his way to favour either team. I think he just couldn't act the pressure of the situation and he couldn't act the players big personalities like Hazard and Jorginho and Morata and players like Sigurdsson and Mina as well. Mina got involved in the argy-bargy stuff. He just cut down all these players, just getting in his ear and telling them what to do and complaining. I think he just shouldn't be managing top teams. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not, he's not the only poor referee, but he's definitely one of the poorest. It's it's not the I feel like officiating in the game at the moment is not the best standard, is it? Like with all these calls no. of VAR, there there was some there were some terrible decisions. Um, but one that stuck out in my mind, would you call that a penalty, Mina on Morata? Um, I've I've seen them given. To be honest, I, I well I wouldn't say it was clear penalty, but I think Mina maybe has got away with it just a little bit, but. Saying that though, I, I think Morata's got no one to blame but himself for not getting that awarded because he was behaving like such a baby all day. He was being that petulant and that stroppy, and then throwing himself on the floor and complaining for absolutely everything. That I think the referee just got fe- got as fed up with him as we did. <laughs> the referee just made up his mind quite quickly. Look, look, I can't take anything you do seriously unless I see you getting completely hacked down. Then you're not getting anything off me because I know what you like. Yeah. And that's that's Morata's own fault if he just played if he just played it straight-faced and 
by the book, then I think he would have got a lot more. But if you're just going to be throwing yourself on the floor every five minutes, it's just the boy who cried wolf, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, just to sum it up, anyway, who do you think were Everton's best performers in the game? Um, there's a few deserve mention. You no, know, Pickford made some really important saves, some really good ones. Um, Mina was a tank at the back, an absolute <laughs> colossus. Keane, I thought, um, was great as well. Uh, if, he, if he's going to be playing like that, then he should be in that England team first choice. He shouldn't just be getting caught back into the squad. He should be in the England team in competitive games. Uh, I think Keane, at his best, is better than the likes of Harry Maguire and probably, who's, who's the only blade? Um, oh, his name escapes me. Uh, who's what, playing for? Played, never watched England myself, to be honest. Oh, yeah, no, no. They played, yeah, they played like a three at the back. Like, Kyle Walker, Kyle that's Walker, it. Kyle Walker's... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Kyle Walker's a great player, but Kyle Walker's a fullback, and he's mostly been playing on like the right side of a of a free of a three man centre uh, centre back formation yeah. for England. So, what I was trying to say is, when Michael Keane plays the way he's been playing, and like he did against Chelsea, I think he deserves to be in that best England eleven. Yeah. So he was great. Mino was great. Dean, as you said, Dean really worked his backside off. He whipped in a lot of crosses, and he kept going. He was really good as well. Um, Gomez was a steady Eddie as usual. As I said earlier on, I just I don't think there was any one standout player you could say played bad. I think a lot of them played decent to good type standards. So my man of the match, if I had to just go for one, you know what? I, I think you'd probably have to give it to Mina because it is it was his first full start. It's a baptism of fire, isn't it? Going down to Stamford Bridge of all places for your full debut. You're playing next to someone who I don't think him and I don't think Mina speaks particularly good English, or at least I haven't seen any interviews of him speaking English, and I seriously doubt. Keane can speak whatever language Mina speaks so you know there's obviously got to be a communication problem there between the two of them but you wouldn't think it the way they were playing they didn't ever look confused at any point they didn't look out of sync at all and as I said that's your first game in your, for a new club against such a brilliant team like Chelsea and you're trying to handle the likes of Morata and Hazard coming at you and you're playing as well as that you're winning every ball every you've got 100% Pass completion. That's a status order today. Mm-hmm. I think Mina. I think really, really deserves a pat on the back for that. I think if he'd have come in and played absolutely bad, absolutely terrible, if he'd have been really bad, I think he probably could have been forgiven considering the type of situation he was getting thrown into. But it was the complete opposite. He was great, and I think he deserves to start next next game. Might be harsh on the likes of Zuma, but I think when you play that well, you should, you don't deserve to be dropped. Definitely. Well, after uh, we'll discuss that one when we're previewing Cardiff next time out. Anyway, for uh, so there's that there's a little teaser for your uh, for your extra show next time. So um, tune in. So yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Anyway, in, in conclusion, Chelsea nil, Everton nil. segment we're going to talk about Henry Onyekuru and whether he's got a future at Everton and um, what we think he's well, well how he's done so far in Galatasaray and obviously last season alone and left and his future at Everton and um, how that would happen um, under the circumstances because it, it's quite it's quite a, a bit of a grey area the circumstances in which Henry Onyekuru will end up at Everton so uh, we're going to discuss that anyway so um, he's at Galatasaray and he scored twice this week he's um 
he's come he's returned to form a little bit because he's been he's had quite a few niggles this season which have kept him in and out of the side. But um the fans do like him and think there's there's definitely a prospect there and um they're definitely warming to Henry Onyakuru. Um he's been playing on the right wing since he came back from injury, I think it was three weeks ago. Uh, the two weeks um the previous two weeks before this week's game, um he played on the right wing and he had a bit of a quiet game. Um but the coach still wants to give him chances because he knows there's a player there, definitely. And he played at the weekend and um, he, he started up front. Um, they, they played with two attackers rather than three like they normally do. So he was given more of a central role. And he was all over the pitch, really. He was, he was, he was uh, coming deep to try and find the ball. And um, he didn't... He only, I think he only made six passes in the game because he was, he was, uh, he must have felt a little bit more isolated up front. But he still managed two goals. So uh, that's got to be put down as a good performance. Now, about him coming to Everton, um, he could have been at Everton this season if it weren't for something happening at Anderlecht last year. Um, he broke his leg at Anderlecht. He came back to receive some treatments, and then when he returned from injury, Anderlecht refused to play him. Um, so he didn't get a place in the Nigeria's World, Squ- World Cup squad. And uh, Anyukuru came out afterwards and said that Anderlecht purposely did not play him, so that he wouldn't get in the World Cup squad, so that they could possibly keep him for another year. Uh, which is quite sneaky, and Onyakuri was clever to come out and say that and um, and make put make it public. Uh, Everton responded by saying, "Fine, then you're not having them next year. We'll send them someone else instead." They found another Champions League club in Galatasaray in about two, and now he's doing pretty well out there. So um, so it's it's all saying not good, and hopefully he'll end up at Everton. I think the criteria is that he has to be a top level international player. So hopefully he can establish himself in the Champions League and also um on the international stage for Nigeria, and he's back in the squad. Um, he was put on standby for the Nigeria squad for this upcoming international break and um, Odi Nagalo, the former Watford striker has pulled out due to injury so Wanyakuru's found his way back into the squad so he'll be one to look out for this international break but um, have you watched him Paul? What do you think of, what do you think of him as, as a player? Uh, I've watched little snippets of him he seems quite pacey doesn't he? Yeah. He's not you know, he's not the bulkiest of players but uh, what's the word? I don't, I don't really think he's a, I don't think he's a weakling by looking at him, I I'll be interested to see if he does end up at Everton. I'll be interested to see what position we play him in. Are we going to just stick him out wide like Galatasaray seems to be trying, or is he definitely going to be a number nine central type of forward? Be interesting because I think maybe as a central player, he could be a future for him there. A lot of fans want to see us sign a new striker, but if he's going to be mainly operating out wide, then. We've got a lot of options in those areas. We've got and we've got um, other players in those areas to come back from loan. We've got Vlasic, who's out on loan as well. We've got players like Kieran Dowell, who as well he's trying to break in and find a place for himself somewhere. So on Yakuru, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see what he can do if he comes to England because I think there's definitely a player with ability there. But whether he ever manages to get the qualifications that are needed to come over. I don't know, and whether he's even in Marco Silva's thinking, who knows if that's if that's the case? Because Marco Silva definitely didn't sign him. Was he was he a Cumin Simon or Walshera signing? Yeah, Steve do, do we know? Walsh. Yeah. Was he Steve Walsh? Yeah, yeah. So, Steve Walsh. yeah. So he was signed by a completely different regime. So who knows what the current regime thinks of him? Does does Marcel Brands and Marco Silva watch him at all? Do they keep track of him? Do they have any plans for him, or is this just someone where? When he eventually turns up, they're just going to think, no, you're not in our plans. We've got no place for you. You can just move on. So, 
I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll be the maybe he'll be the victim of circumstances. Maybe he will get here and get get given a chance, and he might take the chance or not take the chance. I'm not sure, but it is interesting what you're saying because he he's doing okay for Galatasaray. I think they are a better club than Andlecht when he was last season. It's a higher level of it's a higher standard level in that in that league because you're playing some real big fiery games, don't you? And he's he's getting some ex- good experience, I think. So on Yakuru. Um, as I said, I think his future at Everton it will mostly decide on what type of position he's going to nail down and what's he going to what's he going to um, identify himself as. Is, is he just going to be a kind of a wide player who cuts in, or is he going to be a central player? Because whatever he decides to do, or whatever his manager decides he's best at, I think that will be the most crucial thing in deciding on whether or not he's got a future at Everton or not. Yeah, the thing with Onyekuru is, I mean, this might sound a bit harsh. And I don't mean this to really do him down because I'm sure he's he's a better player, obviously. But I, when I hear about Onyekuru and I read about him, it just reminds me a lot of Shinji Tarajai type thing, where he's a player who's brought in by a previous regime. You know, lots of forces made over him. He's going to be one for the future. We're going to see lots of him, just not right now. And then by the time he actually gets here properly and he's ready for an opportunity, the old regime who signed him's gone, and the new manager who's here kind of doesn't have any reason to put any investment in him so he's just got to basically prove himself all over again I mean I don't know what Silver and Brands think of him maybe they had a look at him this summer because I know he was back training with us this summer before he went back out on loan again and maybe he impressed them maybe he didn't but I just I really hope that he's not kind of out of sight out of mind type of thing I hope that he is getting watched and and I was going to say scouted them. He's already our players. We don't have to scout them. But yeah, I, I really hope that they are sending people out to really, really keep an eye on him and write detailed reports because I hate to think that he's just a player who has basically just been forgotten about and Silver and Brands just don't just don't have any don't think that they have any reason to kind of invest in him type of thing. I think every player, no matter who you are, who you were signed by, what position you play, you should get given a fair chance. And if, and I I think he will he will have been given that, but I just I really hope that Brands and Silver are really I hope he's in there I hope he's in there thinking same as other players like Vlasic's I hope it's just not a case of where they've sent him out on loan basically just so they don't have to think about him for a year and that when he comes back they're just hoping that he's impressed enough that they can sell him on for a decent amount of money I, I hope Anyakuru when he he does come come. Because I think he will surely. He'll get the he'll beat the requirements, yeah. and when he does arrive, he's going to get given a fair crack. Yeah, definitely. He's a blue, isn't he? He's come out. He's come out a few times. Said like playing for Everton's his dream. So I'm hoping <laughs> he gets that dream. Fingers crossed for him. Fingers crossed for you, Henry on your career. You will. You follow your dream. You will get it. Hopefully, you play under Marjo Silver, and you'll you'll oust Theo Walker from the team, and you'll be you'll be flying for Everton as soon as possible. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm sure we've got uh, officials watching him and seeing how he plays in different positions because he is being experimented with a little bit by the Galatasaray manager. Obviously, having played up front at the weekend and being employed in the right wing usually, but um, he reminds me of Luckman a little bit because he's he's quite small in stature. He's he's only I think he's like five foot six, five foot seven, something like that. And um, so if you put him in the middle in the Premier League, he, yeah. I'm not sure if he has the physicality for that. So he, he's more likely to be a winger. But um, the same with Luckman. I think he played up front for Charlton a few times. Um, but obviously we want to play him as a winger. Um, so I, I can draw similarities there. They're both obviously pacey players with a bit of skill as well. So um, I think he's a bit of a similar player, but I can see him playing on the wing. Um, 
I think he could get into the side at the moment um, if he if he were at Everton. I think uh, he'd be he'd be pushing Walcott for a starting place because um, he's a quality player, but hopefully he will develop out there on loan. Um, I'm not sure like whether he'd be ready. I, I do think if he, if he performs well on the international stage for Nigeria, then he'll be ready for Everton. He'll, he'll come over, but uh, there are there are quite strict rules. I think it's I think it's a bit daft for. Um, I think it's the very tight the rules at the moment, so hopefully he will be allowed in. But uh, if you're watching Henry anyway, uh, shout out to you because I'm, I know he follows on follows us on Instagram. So um, <laughs> good old Henry on your if you're watching. Um, good luck to you, mate. Hope you're uh, breaking to the Everton side sometime soon. So um, yeah, we'll wrap it up for the, there for that segment anyway. Jerry and Max, and it went down pretty well, so we want to give you some more of it. It's, uh, it's called Beers with the Blues. Now we're going to go through each player in the Everton squad, and Paul's going to rate them out of five on how much he'd like to go for a beer with them. But how much of a respectable guy they are, how much what, what they what they seem like as a person. Just uh, just an entertaining little segment to uh, to top up your international break because it's very boring the international break, and this this is going to be this is going to entertain you. So. Uh, Make sure you make it last and enjoy it. So um, let's kick it off anyway. So um, first we'll, we'll go in a new new medical order anyway from a uh, from one to forty three. So uh, it's good. it's not every number. Don't worry, it's not going to go on for the rest of your life. So we'll keep it as a uh, punchy as we can. But um, yeah, we'll start with Jordan Pickford. How much would you like to go for a pint with Jordan Pickford? I think I'd I'd love to drink with Jordan Pickford. I think Pickford's that type of lads where. If you're organising like a night out with with all your mates, that you you, you definitely want want to get him confirmed. Like, is Jordan coming? Is Jordan coming? Or oh, Jordan's <laughs> not coming? I don't think I'll bother either. <laughs> I think Jordan's. I think Jordan'd be great to go out on for a night on the town with. And he's the type of he seems like the type of fellow where he'd look after you. you know, if things went hit, went south, if you got into a bit of trouble, you know Jordan's going to be going to have your back. He's going to yeah. look after you. Solid man. If if a, yeah, if a, if a bouncer is a bit arch with you and decides to throw you out, if someone spills a drink on you in in the club or just <laughs> something unsavoury happens, you just you know Jordan's backing you up. You know Jordan's not gonna just be on the other side of the club chatting to strangers and he's just gonna leave you in trouble. And if you're ever overindulge, I can imagine Pickford's the type of fellow where at the, the end of the night he'd get you in a taxi, make sure you get home. He if you were really, really drunk or being sick, he'd make sure to get you in a glass of water or something and just make sure you get home safe and sound. So <laughs> Jordan Pickford's a lad I'd love to go for a drink with because I think he'd just be Top mate, as you said, he'd look after you. He'd be a great person to help you in a spot of bother. Yeah, a lot of respect for Jordan Pickford. Solid guy. Get the rave on, uh, as as his boots say for England. Um, solid mate, really good fella. So uh, we'll move on to Mason Holgate, number two. Uh, what would you give him out of five? Um, out out of five, um, I'd give Holgate maybe. I don't know. I don't want to sound harsh, but I. Maybe is is one in like something low and five is like great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna give him a one then. I, I think I think I might give him a one. Really? I think, I, yeah, I think he's the type of like where he's a nice lad and he and you know he's not like trouble or anything. But I imagine if he came on a night out, he'd just maybe be a bit of a bore. <laughs> I, I, yeah, again, I don't know the lad. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but I think when I look at him, I don't see fun time written all over him. <laughs> yeah. I think I think he'd just be 
you'd be your mate's mate type thing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's, just, yeah. he's, 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 he's coming along and you've got no problem with it, but he's, you know, he's not the most excitable character, really. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really think he'd be someone who'd be getting really drunk and cracking loads of jokes and <laughs> doing all sorts of crazy stuff. I, I think he'd just be someone who's just there to make the numbers up, mostly. Yeah, he gets off about two o'clock because he's, he's tired. Yeah, he gets, yeah, gets off because he's tired or he's <laughs> left his idea at home or yeah, something like yeah. that. Or, he's, or when, so let's say, for example, you pull, he's just standing in the corner sulking and he's making it really obvious. <laughs> he's making it really obvious that you're kind of just leaving him out type thing and it's making you look bad because you look like you're just a bad your mate. He's not a case of, all right, well, we make pull now. I'll, I'll just I'll go find something else to do. I'll make myself look busy so I don't get in the way. I think he just... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe Mason's a brilliant lad, but I just I just think party pooper all over. Yeah, I hope he's not watching. I hope he's uh, <laughs> you, you Dean, Henry on your if you're watching, don't tell Mason Olgate what we're talking about. I'm flagging him off behind his back. <laughs> yeah, that's what we think of Mason Olgate anyway. Number three, Leighton Baines. There we go, on a positive note. Leighton Baines. Uh, Baines is one of those fellas where he wouldn't go for a mad one. It's just a quiet... A quiet quite a few drinks in a classy place and then home for 11 o'clock isn't it for the kids yeah, yeah. he wants to go somewhere really chilled and a nice atmosphere and there's no trouble I think Baines would be the man to go with I think Baines would know some really classy places with some great music playing yeah. and things like that but if you want a mad one if you want to just go out and get absolutely blitzed and get up, up to all sorts of mischief I wouldn't ask Baines to come with me I think Baines has got too much class for that Baines has passed that now Maybe like a mojo type of guy. Like, yeah, like mo- yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or the slug and lettuce. Do you know yeah. place where it's not too rowdy, but everyone's having a good time and there's nice tunes on and there's a good atmosphere. But you know, there's there's no there's no people up dancing, making shows themselves. <laughs> uh, yeah, to, for late, I think Leighton's a nice kind of what's the word? A, a nice cocktail bar type guy. Yeah, I'd, I'd give him a I'd give him a four. I'd like to I'd like to go with him in most circumstances, but if he wants to just have a really mad night on the town, I. I wouldn't insult late enough to ask him because I don't think he'd be up for that. Yeah, like a paint with your dad, isn't it? I suppose. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a nice guy. Number four, Michael Keane. Don't know about Keane. I mean, Keane's, Keane's a big lad, so again, that's another good reason to invite him along because he'd look after you if things went south and you got into a bit of trouble. Not many people are going to pick fights with Keane, are they? But yeah, I think Keane would be that. Would be a number three, like a solid guy. You can have a drink with him. It'd be a good night out, and you'd probably text him the next morning, making sure he got home all right, and he'd text you. Yeah, I would. I'd go for a drink with Keane. I think Keane's someone I'd, I'd definitely. If I was, as I said earlier on, if you were inviting a big group of mates out, I think Keane would get on my list. Yeah, definitely. He'll deal with the bouncers for you if there's any problems with the idea or anything. Definitely. Yeah, a bit of a similar one. Number five, Kurt Zuma. Depends where you're going, really. Yeah. To be honest, do you know what I mean? Um, Kurt Zuma. Same again, big lad, look after you. I imagine he's boss, a boss dancer as well, so <laughs> if you want to impress some girls or something like that, um, don't don't be next to Zuma because he'll just make an absolute show here because he's that good a dancer. <laughs> and I can imagine he's got I can imagine he's got a really nice voice as well and he'd be great chatting up there. <laughs> so, here to Zuma. I'd go for a drink with him, but I'd make sure you're kind of on the other end of the of the dance floor type thing. You, you make sure you're, you're not on his shoulder constantly. Let everyone know that you're with him, but you're not kind of just hanging off him because if you're just around him constantly then he's going to take some of the shine off you because he's that great <laughs> wonderful type of guy um, what was that out of five then sorry was it a solid three uh, uh, yeah keen a three I'd, I'd give Zuma a, I'd give Zuma a four I think, I think Zuma's type of guy if people knew you were with him they'd be impressed with you nice 
generous rate. We'll go with number six, Phil Jagielka. I think Jagielka's the same as Baines, really. I think he's not the type of fella to invite along for a mad one. And I think he'd be up for going on a mad one, but I think he'd maybe embarrass you. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? He's the type of lad where he's... Wow, I was best to say. I was best to say this about slagging him off really badly. <laughs> I think he's the type of fella where he'd annoy a bouncer type things. He's really, really yeah. drunk, and he kind of you'd be collateral damage. He'd, he'd get you and all your mates thrown out of the club because he's getting <laughs> he's having a, 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 getting a bit too full on on the dance floor type thing. So, yeah, he'd be all right. Uh, he could come along, but he's got a promise to be on his best behaviour. And if he even wants to do that, because he's of the age now where maybe he's past all that now and he just prefers quiet drinks. But if he was got up for going on a night out with me. Or I, or I want to go on a night out with him. He's got to promise me on his best behaviour because we know Jags can be a bit quirky. <laughs> yeah, Skip is not, not 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 reliable on a night out. Reliable on a pitch, but not yeah. on a night out. No, um, yeah, no in between, no in between a dancing, nothing like that. Yeah. So what was that out of five for Jags? I, I'd give Jags a two. Do you know what so, I mean? I think I can imagine he can be a good night out, but it's, it really depends on where you're going. Yeah, definitely. Um. We'll split it up with a question anyway. Who do you think will be the first to get the pint in for the lads? First to get the pint in? Uh, probably Pickford. You know, Pickford's just an all-round boss guy, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He's, Pickford wouldn't be the type of fellow to just get off and leave you with the bill or wouldn't be the type of lad to just drag it into a club that he knows full well you don't want to go to mm-hmm. or nothing like that. And he'd always make sure that you get the drink that you asked for type thing. Or oh, no one no one barges in front of you in the queue. <laughs> Probably Pickford's, but another lad I'll mention as well who I think would make sure that you're, you're not shortchanged and he gets you the drink. I I would say probably... Oh, what did I say now? It's gone. Sigurdsson, that was it. I think, yeah, I think Sigurdsson would get everyone a drink. Sigurdsson's not selfish. I don't think Sigurdsson's the type of fellow where... He's more interested in him having a good night than he is all his mates. I think it's the opposite. I think Sigurdsson, Sigurdsson's the type of fellow where he'd be having a good night if he knows you're having a good night. Yeah. So I think Sigurdsson, Sigurdsson would be a, a nice person to get all the drinks in. Yeah, he's a top guy, isn't he? Guilty. Um, we move on to number eight, Andre Gomez. Oh, Andre Gomez, mate. I think that's five out of five because if you go out with Andre Gomez, you know you're pulling. Yeah. Even, even, if, even if it's just the... Gorgeous girls, like less attractive, mate. You know you're, you're getting somewhere because there's no way that fella goes out to town and he doesn't get loads of birds flocking up to him. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely none. Do you know what I mean? As long as you're, it's the, the opposite of Zuma in the sense that if you are with him, you uh, you stick with him at all times. You <laughs> never ever just leave him on his own to get all the girls for himself. You stick with him and you let everyone know that you're with him, and just good things come if you hang around good people. <laughs> Zuma would just be amazing to have a drink with and I can imagine he drinks proper classy drinks as well he doesn't drink any like really horrible cocktails or nothing like that I can imagine he has a nice Jack Daniels and Coke dead elegant sits in the corner laughs and all the bears just flock to him Andre Gomez if I could go with a drink with one person it would be him yeah. you, just, you, you, you know that good things are going to happen if you go out on the town with him I'd see him getting like He's the type of guy that would bring like a margarita, like a cocktail, into like the round yeah. or something. He'd just be, he'd just be in the corner, like just there doing his own, just doing his own thing. Um, we'll go with number ten, Gilfie Sigurdsson. We mentioned them, but what would you give him out of five? Out of five, I'd give him a, I'd give him a four. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to go for a drink with him. I can't imagine Gilfie being a party pooper at all. No, he's a top guy, isn't he? Um, number eleven, Theo Walcott. Yeah, I think Theo wouldn't be bad. I think Theo's. Similar to maybe, who was I going to say earlier on? I think he'd be similar to Baines in a sense where 
he, he likes the odd night out as much as anyone. Um, he's, I don't imagine he's like a hermit who just is a shut-in and he's boring. I can imagine he's quite a laugh. He's got a nice upbeat personality. And if you want to just have a, a, a nice night out with the lads, uh, Theo gets an invitation because, as I said, I can imagine he's the type of fellow where he makes the atmosphere good and he doesn't really just get off and leave you and make you pay for your own drinks. So, yeah, it's the same as the likes of Keane and Zuma and Baines where he gets on my, he gets on my list. He can definitely come along. Yeah, so so I give him, a, I give, I give him a four. Yeah, four. Nice, 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 funny lad, bright and good-hearted. That's good. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, my mate, number twelve, Luca Dean. Luca Dean, uh, I think he's a, a sort of on the lot same lines as Gomez, where he's really nice looking, and you just know he's going to turn heads. <laughs> so if you're with him, you just you're going to get his leftovers. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but you know what I mean. So yeah, Luca Dean's like Luca Dean's a really handsome chap. I'd, I'd let Luca Dean come, and I imagine Luca Dean's type of fellow where he'd get drunk, but he'd get drunk on the quiet. Do you know what I mean? He wouldn't make a show of himself and often he'd just be sipping his drinks, knocking them back. He'd be saying, you're all right, mate. You're all right. You don't seem like you're having a good time. And he'd go, no, no, I'm absolutely fine. I'm absolutely fine, but I'm just getting the buzz going. So I'd give, I'd give, I'd give Dean a four, like four and a half maybe. Oh, nice. I think the only fella, the only fella to give an absolute certain five to so far is Gomez, but Dean's not far behind him. Yeah. Have to see if anyone gets fives uh, in the next few. Still got quite a few to come. Here's a poss- potential five. Number thirteen, Yerimina. Oh, Yerimina. Yeah, it's it depends. It's same. If you want to just go to a club and have a proper mad dance, do you know what I mean? And just have a really memorable night out where you just laugh and you remember and you remember it all the time. Thinking, oh, do you remember the time we went out with Yeri? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeri's Yeri's a really really upbeat chap, isn't he? I'd love to go for a dance with Yeri. I mean. What was I going to say about Yeri? Again, I can imagine him having lots, lots of like mad drinks. I think he'd be mad on the shots. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think he, he, I think he'd be the type of fella where he's trying to push pour shots down your neck. You get <laughs> shots constantly. You go, Yeri, Yeri, I'm alright. I've just, I've just had one. I'll have one in a few minutes. No, no, you've got to keep having them. Keep having them. Keep having them. <laughs> I think. So yeah. I can imagine Yeri being there. He'd, he'd be an absolute laugh, but you've just got to make sure that he doesn't, he doesn't make it overdo it. He'd be the one in Sava, the tequila bargain, when they're giving a twenty quid and going twenty shots, please. For, for the last, yeah, definitely. Do you know when the weights just go around like the big, like sheet? What are they called? The big um, metal things carrying all the shots trays. on them. The, big, the trays. That's yeah. it. They go around. He just, he just pie all of them. Go, we'll have all of them. <laughs> Put it down. We'll have, we'll have all of them. And he'd, he'd insist that the, the girl who's selling them have a few as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are we giving him out of five? Sorry. I'd give him a four and a half as well. Four and a half. Solid. Um, Fourteen. Chang Tosin. Cenk Tosin, um, yeah, I give I give Cenk a four. I think Cenk again sounds a bit boring, but I um, I think he's the same as Walcott and the same as Keane, where he can definitely come because he'll make the atmosphere good. He's not going to cause any trouble, I don't think, and he's always got a big smile on his face. And imagine he's a fun drunk type <laughs> thing. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, Cenk Cenk can definitely come and. I think all Jenk is, I think Jenk would probably not, I mean, I don't want to sound offensive when I say this, but I think Jenk would, hopefully, if he's got some relatives in the city centre somewhere, he'd make sure that you get a really nice kebab at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. He's a classy fella. I remember um, I saw him in Gino's, the restaurant, the Gino's Gino, the Campos restaurant on um, Dale Street. I was sat in there, yeah. he came in, and I was like, God, I've got to go up to him there. So I was uh, on my way to the toilet, I was like, well, I'll go up to Jenk's house in there. He was sat on his own as well, I think he was waiting for someone. So, um, he was on the other side. I was outside. He was sat inside. I went up to the door, glass door, and um, it had a clear sign and it saying pull. And I pushed the pull door, and I was I was just making it 
idiot to myself. And I was making eye contact with them as well. We were looking at each other, and I was yanking this po- po- I was yanking this door trying to get it open. And after that, yeah, just went and I flopped it and I walked away. I didn't say nothing. Yeah. To him. And he was gone. He, he looked. He looks like he knows where all the best stuff is, just like the hidden treasures. Like, oh, this this bar that's around here that no one ever goes to, it's great in here. Or, yeah. oh, this place down here gives you extra portions. Let's go in here. Or, I know this banter, he'll get us in. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He looks like he looks like he, he'd be good for that type of thing, but he, he knows all the little secrets to make sure United's that little bit better. Yeah, definitely. Respect to John Tosin. Um, number 16, James McCarthy. Uh, Again, I think I think McCarvey's type of fellow with his, his idea of a night out to go on the bingo. You know what I mean? <laughs> Personally, I mean, eh, he's one of them. He, he's he's if he came along, I wouldn't kick off. It's like, yeah, he can come if he wants, but I don't really see any. I got who knows what he's like when he's drunk. Maybe he's just miserable. Maybe he's, maybe <laughs> I'd give I'd give McCarthy a one. A one. A one. That's my opinion. People know that I'm not McCarthy's biggest fan, so I'm just. Being an arsehole, really. I'm gonna go on. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> <enough. I'm> <laughs> Number seventeen, Adrisa Gay. Jessica Gay. Um, I think he'd be like a mini, a mini Mina. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's great. He's on the dance floor. He's great having a dance. He'd buy a lot, but he'd get all the drinks in for everybody. He'd be insistent that no one welch out. Like, no, if we're all having shots, you've got to have one as well. Type of thing. I think he's what's what's what was I gonna say? Um, I'd give him a four. Uh, out of ten, and you know he's time for he'd wear something mad on the night out. Like, he'd wear like he'd wear like white jeans or something like that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? White jeans and a white top. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he'd be worth having there just for that alone because you just think, what is he going to turn up with in tonight? <laughs> he seems like a cool guy. Like you wouldn't see him in like the cringy places like the Razzle Pop where you'd see him in like classier places. I can see him going to like like yeah, Albert Dock. Like you wouldn't see you wouldn't yeah. see him in Concert Square. Like that type of guy. He's well dressed, but um, yeah. Um, Number 18, Morgan Schneiderlin. Morgan Schneiderlin's, I think he probably falls into the same category. I think he'd go to the classy places as well. And he again, he'd turn a lot of heads. He's going to get a lot of people wanting to hang around with him. The thing about Schneiderlin is, though, the Schneiderlin... Trying to work out what time of beer do you think Schneiderlin drinks? Do you think he drinks like proper rich French wine? Or do you think he just loves his, he loves his hard stuff and just gets all the... All the Spirits in. Definitely a wine guy. I can see him being a wine guy, to be honest. See him being a wine guy, yeah, and he's not going to get his wines in a nightclub, is he? So no. You don't really know. Yeah, yeah Schneidlin's a weird one. I think he could be either or. To be honest. I'll give Schneidlin a free. I'll go right down the mill because I wouldn't be shocked if Schneidlin was a great night out or whether he was just a really classy guy who doesn't really indulge in that type of thing. His idea of a night out wouldn't isn't going into a club and getting blitzed off your face. His idea is just going to a nice place with like a, someone playing the piano in a corner. I mean... <laughs> I think it'd, it'd just be worth having him there just for the song, so you could sing Morgan Schneider when the when the when the song comes on. So um, yeah. that'd be my reason for having him there anyway. But uh, here's an interesting one: Umani Ash, number nineteen. Umani Ash, I can imagine the Ash is the fellow who wants to go to like all the really really weird places. Do you know what I mean? And wants to put all the really weird music on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he's not. He's a, he's a laugh. He's like that quirky mate you've got. He's a laugh and he can come if he wants to. But <laughs> you just know he's going to do something stupid at some yeah. point in the night. Do you know what I mean? He's going to spill a drink on himself or he's going to interrupt, interrupt you when you're chatting someone up at the worst possible time or he's going to put get on the jukebox and he's going to put some really obscure, stupid song on that everyone just turns around and goes, oh, who put this on? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, again, Umar's one of them. He can come, but he's got to... He's got to promise to tone it down and keep his behaviour sensible. 
Yeah, he's, he, you can tell you, you can't give him too many drinks. You've got to be careful with him. You've got to yeah. watch him. Otherwise, yeah. he's, getting, he's, he's getting an early taxi. He's one of them. Yeah. He, he could go either way. Uh, number 20, Bernard. Bernard? Uh, I think Bernard's more just like a pub type guy. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't He's not going to go to town for a mad one. He's just going to find a little old man's pub where he's the youngest person in there by about 30 years and he's just going to sit there and maybe read the newspaper and do a crossword. I think so. That's what you're into, fair enough. If you want to just have a quiet night quite a quiet night somewhere, have get a few pints down you, just have a have a nice thing to yourself and let all your troubles kind of go away for a few hours, I think you'd be alright too. Uh, go out with. So yeah, I think Bernard I'd go for a drink with Bernard, but if I go for a mad night out I wouldn't I wouldn't ring him up. So yeah. I'd give him I'd give him a free. Free. Solid. Um number twenty two, Martin Stecklenberg. Martin Stecklenberg, I can imagine the fellow you ring when you want to lift home. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He wouldn't come with, like he wouldn't come with. Yeah, he wouldn't get invited. But if you're just on the pavement, like passed out somewhere, and <laughs> you can't afford, you just can't get a taxi, and the trains have all finished, and you're just struck thinking, oh, how are we going to get home? Call Martin. Martin will come get us. Martin's, <laughs> Martin's might. Martin might might be one of those fellows where he gives you like a disapproving look, some of that, and he goes, oh, what are you like? But you, you know, Martin wouldn't leave you in trouble. Martin would come pick you up at the end of the night. So. <laughs> Yeah, Martin, if Martin wants to come, he can come, but I can imagine he's the type of fellow where you ring at the end of the night because you've just you've got yourself in trouble and you need Martin to clean it up for you and get you in bed. <laughs> yeah, Martin's... One Des- designated driver, yeah, yeah designated. Yeah, anything yeah. before 1am, he'll be up watching nature documentaries and then after that you might be able to wake him up and get a lucky lift. Um, yeah. Good ask, Stecklenberg. What would you give him out of five then? Yeah, I'll just go on the mail and give him a free. I don't want to. I don't really want to slag him off, but type yeah. thing. I'll give him a free. Respectable guy. Uh, Seamus Coleman. Coleman, yeah, Coleman falls into the same thing as Pickford for me. He's that ever reliable mate who, if you're organising a night out, you've got to make sure he's coming. Type thing. Yeah. Got to. If he doesn't want to come, you've got to try your hardest to convince him to change his mind and come because if he's going to be there, you know the vibe's going to be good. You know he's never going to let you down. He's always going to make sure that things stay under control. And if what's the word? The thing about Coleman is I can imagine he's just a brilliant wingman. <laughs> type thing. Do you know do you know if you um go like Seamus, I'm gonna go chat up that bear over there. I really fancy him, but I don't know I don't know what to say. He's the type of fellow where he where he'd kind of give you the kick up the arse. No, go on, believe in yourself, lad, go do it. Go on, lad, go on. Do you know I mean he's the type of fella if you want need a bit of just a bit of Dutch courage, Seamus this fella to give you the pep talk to get yeah. convinced to do it. So yeah, I definitely have Seamus there. I'll give Seamus a four and a half. Four and a half. Perfect wingman. Uh, 26, Tom Davis. Um, he can come. He's just about old enough. But <laughs> he's got it. Again, He's. we're not going to all the places he wants to go to. Do you know what I mean? He, I imagine he wants to go to like Pot Wales and things like that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Maybe if the mood takes us, we can go. But he's, he's one of them. He's got to just accept. He's, if he wants to come, he's got to go wherever. He doesn't, he's got to accept whatever people want to do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'd give, I'd, give, I'd give him a free. Do you know what I mean? As long as he promises, he's like Niasse, as long as he promises to behave himself and he's not being stupid and he's not getting himself thrown out of clubs and he's not getting an early taxi home, then I think Tom Tom can be all right. Do you know what I mean? I can imagine Tom's a lot. He's got, he's got to promise to keep himself on his best behaviour and he's got to make sure that he's not annoying everybody by constantly asking to go to the <laughs> kiddiest bars. <laughs> he's my age, Tom Davis. He's, he's, he really? he's in my year at school. Yeah, he went to, he went to uh, school in the year us as well. <laughs> I don't say that, say, like, he's a kid. I can just imagine he's very, very... Childlike in his personality, yeah. innocent. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Can imagine like he's the type of fellow the bouncers just kind of try and bully because they can. 
you're not coming in here, lads. Do you know what I mean? I don't like what shoes you've got on. And they know he's not the type of lad to cause any trouble. He's not going to argue back with them. Yeah. Type thing. So, yeah, I'd, yeah, Davis can come, but if he starts misbehaving, then he's getting legged. He's getting sent home. Really. <laughs> I think he's a bolted triangle type of guy. He's, he's not. He's not going anywhere near Kansas Square. He's he's quite indie and alternative, isn't he? He's going the bolted triangle. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, that's what we think of Tom Davis anyway. Number twenty. Ah, uh, no, twenty-eight. We'll go with Kieran Dow. Kieran Dahl, um, I, I don't know, Kieran Dahl, I mean, I could be completely wrong when I'm judging these people, but he just reminds me a lot of Holgate, where I think, if we're in a night out, I don't think he'd really seem like he's enjoying himself, so I think, I think he's a guy who just prefers to do his own thing, yeah. I, don't really think part, part, I don't really think partying would be his type of scene, so if he went for, if he went for a drink, I can imagine he's the type of fella who, he'd only drink if he was out like, having like, a meal with his family. <laughs> I think like something something private and intimate if you just want to go and get really really drunk somewhere and have a mad one I don't really think that's that'd be Dal's type of thing I think Dal would just mm, I don't know I could be wrong but I'd, I'd give Dal a two I a think Dal's not really yeah I don't really think Dal's the type of person where if you get Dal there Dal's gonna you know Dal's gonna be really really getting into it and making the vibe good yeah he's from Homescake isn't he so he probably uh, he doesn't really know what a night out's like unless he's here uh, Unless he's at Liverpool. But, um, we'll go with 29. Yeah. Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Um, same as players like Walcott and Keane. He seems like he's got a nice personality. He'd be a laugh. Do you know what I mean? He'd, he's a big, he's, again, he's another big lad, isn't he? I don't really think anyone would be in the mood for messing with him. So I'll give Calvert-Lewin a free. Yeah. Free, free, free and a half. He's, 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 a good, he's a good laugh. He's a good, honest lad. Uh, you're not going to get anything over the top from him. He's not going to cause any trouble. He's not going to do anything mad. In a bad way, so yeah, I'd, I'd go for a drink with Calvert Lewin. Go on, I'll throw another question in to split it up anyway. Who do you think's the most likely to miss his round and not pay? Oh, miss his round and not pay, as in be a stinge. Yeah. Um, just oh, I'm trying to think now. Do you know who I think it might be? And I don't mean this to slag him off. I mean, this is just something he'd do because he's a bit mischievous. Probably Jaggy Elfie. <laughs> really, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Jaggy Elfie could be the fella. If oh, Jags, it's your rounds. Oh, yeah, it's all, I'll get it in the minute. I'll get it in the minute. And then he just, he just he's hope, he kind of just, he'd hope you're forgetting. <laughs> and then someone gets him around and says, and uh, he gets a drink and he goes, and he'd say, oh, no, it was my round. You know, it was my round. I'll get you one next time. And then he just doesn't. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Like I said, he's not soft, you know what I mean? He's not going to go to the bar until he's absolutely forced to go to the bar. Yeah. He's, more, he's more than happy to let other people pay his drinks for him whilst he's trying to have a good time. Yeah. So, yeah, I, would, I, wouldn't, I don't mean that in a really horrible way. I think Jaggy Elk is just... I think he's just very, very clever in that sense, Jaggy Elk. Yeah. It's a bit of giving him a compliment in a way. He's clever. There we go. He's, uh, he knows what he's doing. Cunning. Um, number 30, Richarlison. Richarlison... Uh... I think he's the type of fella you think he'd be a stiff, but once he gets a few drinks in him, he loosens up a bit and he, yeah. does, some, he does some sort of mad dancing. Yeah, he's the type of lad where he comes along and you think, oh, that lad looks like he doesn't even want to be here. What's up with him? <laughs> type of thing. And then once he gets a few drinks in, he's just an absolute party animal. And he just completely lets loose and shows everyone his real side. You think, oh, God, what a, what a laugh he is. I've got to get his number. I've got to stay mate to him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We'll invite, we'll invite him next time, yeah. So... Get Richie out. Do you know what I mean? Get Richie. Richie was a proper laugh last time. So yeah, I, I'll give Richarlison a four. I think Richarlison would take him a while to warm up, but once he's warmed up, he'll be one of the ones that you'd have a most laugh, most of a laugh with. Yeah, get the pigeon dance out going. Definitely. Yeah. That'd be a that'd be a laugh on a night out. Thirty one. Adam Ola Luckman. Adam Ola Luckman. Um, again, I think I think Luckman doesn't. Really, I don't think Luckman be into having a night out. I think he just wants a glass of milk and go to bed, doesn't he? <laughs> I think. <laughs> 
he, he moved up here from London, didn't he? And rumour was that he was homesick and he wasn't Liverpool wasn't really to his liking. So yeah. maybe he tried, maybe he sampled the nightlife and found it wasn't for him. I don't know, I'm only guessing. But Luckman, I'd give I'd give Luckman a one. <laughs> one. Yeah, I haven't given anyone a zero. Zero <laughs> is just a sense of oh, I absolutely would never go for a drink with you. I think you're an absolute. I think uh, it's an absolute no way. I, I, I wouldn't give it to any of them. I think it's well, one. I just think uh, if you want to go for a drink, we can go for one. But I don't imagine you. you I don't think you're going to enjoy yourself, and I don't think I'm going to enjoy myself. So <laughs> I'd give Luckman a what? I'd give Luckman a one. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, he's, he's definitely not a. He's not going to be jumping around, is he? He's a. No. He's no. a chill guy. Um. Last couple now, number three, Joe Virginia, however you pronounce his first name, Virginia. You know what? I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to pass on that one because I just don't know enough about him. I, I couldn't even tell you what he looks like. Genuinely, <laughs> really. I, th- I think he's got dark hair. That's all yeah. I can tell you. I've never like really, I've not seen a squad photo type thing. I mean, if I, I, I can imagine if I, if I, if my life depended on it, I could describe to you what he looks like. I know he's quite tall, isn't he? But if I was like in a lift with him. Or walk past him in the street. I don't think I'd know who he is. <laughs> if he's like, if he's like stupidly tall, like six foot six foot six foot seven, then yeah, I think it would dawn on me. But do you know what I mean? Uh, it's just he's not someone who really jumps out me in my brain, and I have a strong feeling for one way or the other. I've not seen him play yet, type of thing. He played against. No, I have. Yeah, he played in the. Yeah, he played uh, the second half. Anyway, he came on for uh, Stecklenburg, and he wasn't. He's not that tall, to be honest. I'd say he's like dick for that, if that like, but uh, he's still really? young, obviously. But yeah, he's he's not massive, but uh, maybe six two if it wasn't like that. But uh, he's not massive, but uh, he he looked like he had a proper go anyway. He was he was enthusiastic, um, so I'll give him that. Um, yeah, I I sorry, I was just gonna say that yeah, shows I don't have any clue who he is. That shows <laughs> I don't have any clue about him. I yeah. know much about him. I just I'm I thought obviously that I'd read somewhere that he's quite tall and he's like of like a Joel type build, but obviously oh, yeah. if he's not, he's not. Type thing. So I've, again, I wouldn't recognise him for so long. Maybe I was sitting like dead far back. I don't know. Maybe I was uh, up in the gods in the main stand. Um, I'll have to, I'll have, to have a look at his height anyway. Um, Google Jay Virginia height. He's I think he's quite tall. Um, six four. There we go. Yeah, he is quite. He is quite tall. He's not. He's not small anyway. He's a decent size. Maybe I was just sitting dead far back. I was a restrictive view in the main stand anyway. With all the pillars in the way. Um, last one we'll go with Benny Benningamy. And even Ingham, I think he'd be a mini gay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's wears some really loud clothes. He goes to some really classy places, and I can imagine he likes his really sort of out there type music. Type <laughs> thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, do you know what I mean? He'd, uh, he'd like his R&B, like his chart music, things like that. So yeah, Benningham, is someone I'd go for a drink with. I'd give him a three and a half because yeah. I can imagine is uh, just. What he turns up, what he turns up in, and the type of tunes he wants to put on, I think that would just make it worth it. Yeah, solid three and a half. Before we finish off, anyway, uh, who's going to get the most drunk, and you're going to have to put in a taxi? Um, it's a toss-up between Niasse and Davis, probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe Niasse, because I think I think Davis. Um, as you said he likes his indie stuff, doesn't he? I think Davis wouldn't go to the club, wouldn't go to the type of places where he's going to get himself in trouble do you, know what I, do you know what I mean I think maybe he likes he's he kind of I'm trying to think how best to wear this I, I thought I was going to say it then and it's gone um, I can imagine the assay is just a fellow who got wild yeah I think if, if Davis got drunk it would just be kind of because he's been led astray 
Yeah. I think, and he's he's lost count how many drinks he's had. Was, <laughs> I think the they would just go out for the intention of getting absolutely blitzed and yeah. causing havoc and things like that. And you just think, oh God, what did we invite him for? We knew he was. He <laughs> promised he wasn't going to do that. And he's done it anyway. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'd probably lean towards Niasse. Yeah, Niasse <laughs> would get absolutely blitzed, and he'd you'd have to put him in a taxi, and he'd, have, he'd be sick all over himself. And the bouncers are saying, you've got to get your mate under control, or you're just all getting out. That type of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, probably Niasse. There we go. Uh, that was that was a dead interesting segment anyway, yeah. Uh, and that wraps up the show for us for this week. So uh, thanks a lot for joining us, Paul. And um you give us a follow on social media as well. Uh, our Twitter handles are below our pictures. Um if you're on the podcast, thanks a lot for listening. Um we'll wrap it up there for you. Uh, make sure you tune in next time on the Toffee Blues. And if you're watching the videos, make sure you like, comment and subscribe to the videos. We've been the Toffee Blues. Make sure you tune in next time. Thanks for watching. Cheers. Oh!